If you're looking for an alternative to applying a cream, inserting a ring, or placing inserts or tablets in your vagina to treat vaginal dryness and painful sex, you're not the only one. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. When it comes to menopause, midlife, and what comes after, I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. If women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information. Today, I'm talking about espemaphine, an underutilized oral option to treat vaginal dryness and pain with penetrative sex. This topic was prompted by the following question. My name is Joanne. I'm 65 and have been struggling for two years. My worst symptoms involve my urinary system. It feels like I have a perpetual UTI, even though tests show no bacteria or yeast. I've tried vaginal estradiol cream, Premarin, Infexi, Estrine, and most recently Intrarosa. Tolerating these drugs have been a real struggle. The creams, for instance, burn and even cause my urethra to spasm. Which leads me to my question. My gynecologist recently mentioned Ospina as a possible alternative for those with sensitivities to vaginal estrogen and DHEA. How does Ospina work? And is it as safe and effective long term as vaginal estrogens? Well, while rare, some women, like you, do get irritated if they apply anything to their vulvas or vaginas. Some women, especially if they have arthritis or limited ability to put things in their vagina, just have a really hard time inserting a cream or a ring. And a lot of my patients, they tell me they just prefer to take a pill. So while local vaginal products such as DHEA or the local vaginal estrogen creams, rings, inserts, or pills do a great job of treating thin, dry vaginal tissue, they're not for everyone. So if you fall into the group that for whatever reason you'd prefer to take a pill, espemaphine, the trade name is Asphina, is a really good option. And just need to mention, I have no financial relationship with this company. So what is it? Espemaphine is a daily pill that goes in your mouth, not your vagina. Just like the local vaginal estrogens in DHEA, it treats vaginal dryness and helps to eliminate sandpaper sex. This is how it works. Espemaphine is not estrogen, but it stimulates estrogen receptors in the vagina and vulva. It's classified as a SERM, S-E-R-M, Selective Estrogen Receptor Modulator. SERMs are drugs that either block estrogen pathways or activate estrogen pathways in very specific tissues. There are a lot of other SERMs out there. Tamoxifen, for one, you've heard of tamoxifen. Tamoxifen blocks estrogen receptors in breast tissue, which is why it's prescribed to prevent a recurrence of breast cancer. Reloxifen is another serum. Reloxifen, also known as Avista, stimulates estrogen receptors in bone to prevent and treat osteoporosis, but it also blocks estrogen receptors in the breast and prevents breast cancer. Reloxifen, in my opinion, is one of the most beneficial and underutilized drugs out there. I mean, think about it. It prevents breast cancer and builds bone. I have lots more details on Reloxifen in episode 61, Boning Up on Bones, part two with Dr. Christy Tuftisapri, and I'll put that link in the program notes. Anyway, back to espemaphine. Espemaphine is also a serum basically a cousin to tamoxifen and raloxifen. It was originally developed as an osteoporosis drug, but when they realized it was doing a better job of lubricating vaginal tissues than building bone, the company pivoted. 
not uncommon. A lot of drugs start off getting developed for a different reason than what they end up being used for. A few episodes ago, I mentioned that minoxidil was originally developed as a high blood pressure drug, and then they realized that everyone in the clinical trial was getting really hairy. Anyway, when the company realized that espemaphine specifically targeted and stimulated estrogen receptors in vaginal and vulvar tissues, they stopped testing espemaphine on bone and began doing trials of the impact on genital tissues. And lo and behold, just like local vaginal estrogen products, espemaphine alleviated dryness and painful intercourse due to lack of estrogen from menopause. And even though there's no head-to-head studies, espemaphine appears to work as well as the local vaginal estrogen products. What about the impact on the three Bs, bones, breast, and bladder? As I mentioned, while espemaphine was originally developed to treat osteoporosis, it doesn't appear to impact bone nearly as well as raloxifen. So while it won't hurt your bones, and it may even help a little, it's not a reason to take it. The breast story is interesting. Since espemaphine also appears to block estrogen receptors in breast tissue, most experts feel it's a really good option for women with breast cancer. But then why is there that big FDA warning on the label that specifically states a precaution for women with a known, suspected, or history of breast cancer? One reason. When Asphina was going through the clinical trials to get FDA approval, women with breast cancer were excluded from the trials. It's actually not unusual. The company wanted to get the drug approved and they didn't want any complicating factors. So the caution on the label is not because there have been problems with giving espemaphine to women with breast cancer. It's because it has never been tested in women with breast cancer. It has been shown to shrink breast tumors in rats. And while that's really good news for rats, women are not rats. But it is reassuring, and I've always offered it as an option for women with breast cancer. What about the impact on bladder issues, such as urgency and recurrent urinary tract infections? The company decided not to get FDA approval for those symptoms of genital urinary syndrome of menopause. But like the local vaginal estrogens, in clinical trials, espemaphine reduced bladder symptoms and recurrent urinary tract infections. In fact, for a lot of women, that's the only reason they take it side effects. One of the known side effects of tamoxifen is that it can stimulate tissue in the lining of the uterus and slightly increase the risk of uterine cancer. Espemaphine also weakly stimulates the tissue that lines the uterus, but much less so than tamoxifen, and there's no evidence that it will increase the risk of uterine cancer. In the clinical trials to get the drug approved, women had regular uterine biopsies to prove safety. And then there's the blood clot issue. All CIRMs potentially increase the risk of developing blood clots, which may precipitate a stroke or heart attack. And that's why the FDA issued a warning for women with a history of blood clots who are considering taking espemaphine. It's class labeling. It goes on every single CIRM that's out there. But in the clinical trials for espemaphine, which lasted for over a year, the rates of thromboembolic stroke caused by a blood clot were 1.13 per thousand women. In the placebo group, the incidence of thromboembolic stroke was 3.39 per thousand women. The placebo group had more strokes than the group that took espemaphine. For deep vein thrombosis, the incidence rate for espemaphine were 2.26 per thousand women compared to 3.15 in the placebo group. Basically the same. 
In other words, the whole clotting thing is a theoretical concern just because it's a CIRM as opposed to an actual complication that occurred in the clinical trials. Having said that, many women with a history of stroke or heart attack are told not to take it or may choose not to take it. Also, if you're already taking a CIRM, such as tamoxifen or raloxifen, otherwise known as Avista, you can't take a spemophene. If you're using a systemic transdermal or oral estrogen for relief of hot flashes, you can't take a spemophene. It will interfere with your systemic estrogen therapy. In addition, about 7% of women have hot flashes when using a spemophene. So if you're already having a hard time with flashes, probably not your best option. Here's the obvious question. If this drug is so great, if it works so well, and if the safety profile is really high, why haven't you heard about it? Why didn't your doctor suggest it? Why aren't more women taking it? It's not a new drug. It's been around since 2013. But in spite of its efficacy and safety profile, it's never taken off. I'm not even close to the same usage as the local vaginal estrogens. Some doctors are spooked by the breast cancer and blood clot warnings, but they haven't reviewed the data and they're just taking the FDA warning at face value without knowing what's behind the warning. The main reason most doctors don't offer it as an option is that chances are your doctor's not familiar with it. Most doctors aren't even familiar with all the local vaginal estrogen products. Hell, most doctors don't even discuss menopause, much less vaginal issues or sex. I'm always pleasantly surprised when someone is given a prescription for a spemophene, that a doctor knows that the drug exists and is willing to write a prescription. Now, I've always personally offered it to every single patient for the treatment of genital urinary syndrome of menopause. But honestly, I've had relatively few takers. I mean, sometimes it's an insurance thing, but my overall impression is that a lot of women don't want to take a systemic drug for a local problem. But for others, it's the perfect solution for treating vaginal dryness, painful intercourse, recurrent urinary tract infections, and an out-of-control bladder. So thanks for your question. And if you have a question you'd like me to answer during this podcast, either go to my website, drstriker.com, or go to drstriker.com slash podcast, hashtag ask, drstriker.com slash podcast, hashtag ask. Hit that microphone icon and tell me what's on your mind. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. Through the night, I follow friends.